1: This is episode 43 of Two Girls Talking. I'm Katie Kiley, the Afternoon Drive host at 97.1 The River in Atlanta. And I'm here with my buddy Melissa Ruggieri, the music critic for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. She also does the music scene blog on AJC.com. We are Two Girls Talking. And since there's been news about him most recently, we decided to go back to Elton John because also he's appearing in Atlanta for two nights this weekend upcoming. again. Yeah, <laughs> but... but Okay, Melissa, since you have to write about all these shows, what is the last date of the tour currently?
0: The last dates currently are three nights at the O2 Arena in London in December 2020. So he's doing so the hometown over a year from now. kind of thing. Over a year from now. Now, remember, it started September 2018.
1: That's what I was wondering.
0: And he did say it was going to be a three year tour. So it's actually a little bit less than a three year tour. However, he has had to postpone several dates because he's gotten sick and, you know, or had things come up. Just last weekend, he had to cancel a show or postpone a show in Indianapolis. He said he was extremely unwell on, in, yeah, on that internet. That was a little
1: scary. It but was then... a little scary. And
0: then you also kind of wonder is it Elton being a little dramatic because he does tend to be dramatic, as he will admit. Well,
1: he didn't want to you disappoint know. his fans. I thought what he wrote was sure. really cool.
0: And, and I, you know, and of course you believe. And when he says stuff like that, who knows if he was actually sick or his mother-in-law had passed away Thursday evening and or overnight Thursday? So it could have just been you know yeah, grief that's and a lot
1: going on, a
0: lot going on and that kind of thing. But you know he was back on stage Monday in Nashville and everything's going to be cool. Last I heard, as far as you know, the weekend shows here in Atlanta. Now, of course, he was here last year. He did do the two shows you here. You I show. went show. You're not
1: going to be here for these two. But I know. I'm be here for I these booked two. a
0: trip without realizing what the dates were. I thought he was coming back the <laughs> end of November again, like he did last year. But you're going this time. I'm so. going. I'm so excited. <laughs> So, yeah, I,
1: I I held off. I was like, this cannot be the last time that Elton John's coming. When those last tickets went mm-hmm. on sale, and the thing is, they're super pricey. They oh are. gosh, they're so expensive. Um, I
0: mean, the, the, to get in is two hundred bucks. I mean, just well, to...
1: yeah, and my tickets start like four hundred and yes. something. Then this is like the. I bought them as soon as they went on sale. Mm-hmm. So this is this is face value tickets. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what yeah. am I doing? But, I mean,
0: front front row. You're talking almost two grand. It's, is that it's what face they are? Value? That's face value. That is Ticketmaster.com face value. That's
1: why he's doing it for three. Years.
0: I know exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's got to keep those flowers coming. Just, you know how he has honestly, the flower thing. <laughs> I know, but
1: but I I really I do kind of have a problem with that because I know there are some really huge fans that there's no way that that's in there their pocketbook to be able to do that.
0: And I do wonder, you know, like that's the thing I've always respected about Garth Brooks is especially back in the 90s when he was touring, he never had a concert ticket over $20. It was $20 flat rate. Even when he's been back on the road, they kind of top out at you know one fifty maybe for really? the for the front front row seats. He's always worked really hard to keep his ticket prices affordable for his fans because you're right. I mean the and that's what he said. He's like you know I know who my fan base is and I know that you know they work hard and they can't afford to spend eight hundred dollars for a night out, which is basically what it's going to be by the time you buy pricey tickets, go to dinner, go to get park. a babysitter. Uh, uh, park. It is. It's
1: it's a, it's, it's obscene, exhausting. Really, yeah. It's
0: exhausting. I mean my my husband went to see Wicked last week and you know he works in the industry so he didn't have to pay. First ticket and he came home that night and he's like somehow I still spent 78 dollars today <laughs> just by getting a drink at the venue getting something to eat ahead it's of time true. parking for twenty dollars and, yeah. and that's without the ticket so it is crazy and and Elton's isn't a show that there's that much production. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's a great stage. It's got a it's big actually, band, but yeah. It's a very cool stage. And you'll see it just the way it almost, it, it's sort of a, an interesting kidney shaped stage almost. And then it's got this very cool backdrop with the yellow brick road, well, a video screen during the show. And yes, he has a big band. These are guys who have been with him forever, which is cool too, because this is probably the last time you're going to get to see Davy
1: Johnstone playing Vino you know, for a Friend. He you always know? reminds so. me of a Muppet. He, he does looks look like, like that a little, little Muppet. Muppet, the one that's in a band. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. And Nigel, his drummer, I love the gloves he always wears and always like signs his drum his drum head and stuff. So, you know, it's cool to see those guys. um, Is it worth two grand? Probably not, but lots of things we pay a lot of money for aren't worth it. That's right. (laughs) Well, and
1: and my point to you is, if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, you're either going to have to save up for it or I I wonder if Mm -hmm. they're going to be recording any of these for any kind of a I video. would imagine there's going to be either a Netflix special or a DVD They've release. Do it, has he even done that before?
0: He hasn't. And you know, the fact that he just released that autobiography makes you think that, you know, he's going to be open enough to doing stuff like that.
1: And plus he can have all the control he wants over a release like that. I feel like I was the last person to realize he has an autobiography out. And I was <laughs> checking my, I'm an audible person. And so I'm looking and it's like me, Elton John. I'm like, what? Why did I not know that he had? And so that's why we're talking to you now because it's its a really fascinating book. It is.
0: It is. I'm, you know, I read the first, oh, I don't know, probably 100 pages of it and then I skipped to the back because I wanted to see if he mentioned Atlanta or or his years here in Atlanta and I haven't really gotten to him talking about living here. He's talked about his addiction and then, you know, meeting somebody here who helped him get straight and and that type of stuff and, you know, and he mentions having to have um, some police from Atlanta actually stay the night at his house because they were, I forgot what the protest, there was somebody, people protesting about something. Yeah, and, you know. Because it's
1: very well known in Atlanta atlanta where he lives he lives on Peachtree street and it's a it's a huge building high rise 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 yeah and it's right in the middle of buckhead yeah
0: i mean exactly and he was like he he never tried
1: to hide that i think it's very interesting that when he lived in atlanta i ran into him at at the time it was an amp store and i remember just doing a double take i was going in (laughs) at night and i grabbed the grocery cart from outside and i went in the door and he was coming out i was like i knew it was him after i saw him but I just was, like, stunned, just sort of standing there going, that was Elton John. <laughs> and he wasn't all decked out right. and all that He's stuff. Right. He's probably wearing he was a sweatshirt. I mean, that's <laughs> really, usually his attire. It, it, was, it was stunning. And I just love the idea. And I remember presenting him one time with something on stage mm-hmm. and that he was so accessible. In a town where he was yes. living, and nobody really bothered him, and I think that's or why he liked still lives here. Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's. I, I think when he's in town, he likes to you know keep the place based here, out and, of Atlanta, yeah, and be based out of here. He doesn't live here full time. Well, you know, he's on the road so much now, anyway. But London is really, I think, the the home base for them with the kids and and all that. But yeah, I think that I'd always read that that was one of the reasons he liked Atlanta was because people really didn't bother him. It that's was it. sort of like, oh yeah, it's like you say, oh it's Elton. I mean, well, if you, you are you are him, starstruck, by yeah. it, but you
1: you just are not going to say that's what I going to say.
0: If you have Recognized him a split second earlier, you may have just said, Hey, Elton John, you know, or Hey, hi. And it was kind of a thing, right? (laughs) Right, right. He disappeared into the night. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did I imagine that? I would have looked
1: really stupid running after him after that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Elton, do you know my friend Vicki Locke?
1: (laughs) That's right. And and what we want to encourage you to do, too, if you didn't hear our podcast earlier, one of my friends in radio actually spent a lot of time with him years ago when he was first living in Atlanta. And it's fun to hear her stories about him, too. And that was episode 30. And from what date, June? It was back in June. I think it's well worth your listening to, because if you're an Elton John fan, it's it's a fun podcast to hear and hear, yes. hear Vicky talking about him. But, and
0: Vicky really had a friendship with him. I mean, you know, she talked about going to his house over in England um, and having dinner there with her husband and and David Furnish. And describing
1: and, the house and all that yeah, is fun to listen and to. Yeah, going through the
0: drawers that he knew. You know, he she's he knew. a good friend it of mine. Like... And I've never
1: asked her about it because I always felt like, mm. you know, that's sort of a private thing. And so that she would sit down with the two of us and talk about him like that, I thought was really She had some great stories, and it was cool to hear them from
0: somebody who isn't necessarily, you know, another celebrity. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you might talk to interview she somebody She's in Atlanta
1: for sure, yeah. Yeah,
0: but you know what I mean like, you know, we might interview somebody who knows Elton who would say, "Oh yeah, I've been to his house or whatever." But when it's just somebody who was like us. It's a friend, that's <laughs> you know, right. right. <laughs> who who was having dinner at Elton John's house. You know I
1: mean, that's it's pretty cool and that's it's very, very cool, cool that he trusted that radio station and those people yes. enough to talk to them and it all stemmed from him wanting to get the word out about something that I can't remember what the story is. Some was, organization, now, yeah, yeah, or
0: I think it was maybe his um his AIDS organization. And and, and, and he talks about that a lot in the book, too, like, you know, just getting that started and with Ryan White and when Ryan died, him kind of sitting there thinking, you know what, I've got all this money, I've got this platform and just writing a check isn't enough because I need to use this. For good you know and and that's what really prompted him to be so public with it and then you know having the the vanity fair or the oscar party every year and just being you know getting people involved the organization they're actually doing something here later this week before he comes into or on friday with the organization and you know it's just it's nice that he has such a heart for it you know it's genuine you know you know that he experienced it with somebody he became very close to and so i mean the thing i like about the book and you're reading it not listening yes. right by the way the audiobook, Taryn Taron who played him in Rocket Man, is actually the narrator on the audiobook. and Elton is in it as well but Taron is actually doing the bulk of it so he's That's continuing cool. to play Elton John. I was hoping
1: to see pictures so I got I, mm-hmm. I got the book version online and I, I don't even know how to find the pages that have got pictures but I, I couldn't help
0: you I'm old fashioned yeah. I, I like my books hardcover yeah, I like here, my yep. magazines glossy yep. <laughs> I, I can't read that stuff online yet but um, there are some cool pictures in there there are two or three sections that are all photos and I like also being able to kind of flip around but it, you know if, if you're more of the listening type it's probably cool to hear Taryn Edgerton yes. but, but the thing that I love about the book so much is it's so Elton? I mean, the just his
1: voice is so. And as far as I know, he didn't have a ghostwriter. I'm wondering about that because it's it's not a small book.
0: It's not a small book, and it's very well written. And but his personality and just his little snide comments or asides or even the self-deprecation that is so you know prominent. In yes. Him really comes through in so many of the things he says, and you could just picture him saying it. You know. So that's why I think it is mostly him who did the writing of this. So I don't know. What do
1: you think of it so far? Actually, I'm at the part now where he is out of school but it's so mm-hmm. interesting to read about his childhood and that his parents were ch- I mean really we're so blessed when we have parents that are
0: supportive good people and <laughs> yeah I yeah. mean
1: and that are not alcoholic right. I mean when you hear his story it's just like how did you survive not only how did you survive all this how did you thrive I mean he's thriving now you know and the grandmother I think was a big part yes. of why I, I mean they have had one such person that believes in you it mm-hmm. just goes a long long way and that I think was beautiful in the movie right they didn't go into it too much but right. when you see Rocket Man, it's yeah, that relationship with the grandmother is very sweet.
0: You know, I can't remember if we talked about this on the last time we talked about the movie, but that scene where it seems like he names himself after looking at a photo of John Lennon—not true. It's not true. It's and not I, true. That, we did talk about <laughs> it because I said did. to Vicky,
1: Vicky was like, "You were so I upset about that." that right? Yeah, it really bothered me, and I'm glad he tells right away right. in his autobiography right. where the name came from.
0: I mean, the so. Elton part in the movie is true—that one of his previous bandmates was named Elton and he thought that was cool but it was uh, Long, John, Long John Baldry, Baldry that yeah. he was playing had been playing with you know in his early early years
1: that he thought yeah John why not throw that in there but that was yeah that was a not, I mean
0: that. I guess it could have been too hard to explain in a movie but maybe not because I think they mentioned him what, playing would have done,
1: I think that when you start to realize where these people develop their yes. sound the and blues and w- the, yes. his blues background and if is... he these guys were that big of a hero to him you would think that he would want yeah and he does right. and, and his, not the
0: John Lennon wasn't because obviously John was too but it just uh, yeah I know it bothered me even more reading about the real way in the book than when I saw it in the and movie and that's the thing I
1: remember Vicky going <laughs> it wasn't that cool and I'm like that's not true I know
0: my cousins at the <laughs> same thing we were saying this, like, I didn't know he named himself after John Lennon. I'm like you know, I gotta look that up. I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, and now yeah. we know it's not. But, yeah. but you know, and, and meeting Bernie, you know, is also such a pivotal point in his life because, you know, you look at these guys, 50 years of friendship and music making.
1: And it's amazing. It's Bernie amazing. Bernie must be, I don't know Bernie at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him at all, except that he's just a great lyric writer. But the idea that you know Elton John's difficult. You know that this guy is a pain in the ass. Yes. And that Bernie, who seems like he he definitely kind of sits back a little bit in this relationship, would put up with that for so many years and they never fought. They never fought. And I
0: guess Bernie is the perfect compliment that he can take the background and just speak. happy there and say, okay, go knock yourself out of having a screaming fit. <laughs> go have a tantrum. Yeah, I know it's di-era. not directed at me, you know, and, you know, I, I don't care. It's fine. Here's here's another song for you to write music to. And when you think back at how young they both were, though, when they met, and some of the you know, the lyrics to your song, it, it's almost like when you hear about, you know, George Michael writing some of the, like, Careless Whisper I think he wrote when he was 16 or 17. And, you know, Bernie had to have been 18 or 19 yeah. when he wrote your song. To have that kind of poetic depth at that young of an age, I mean, you think back to a we were 18 or 19, you know, yeah, I was writing for my college newspaper or whatever, but it was not your song.
1: <laughs> I mean, and to think of how quickly they wrote that song. Yes. I heard that they wrote that song over breakfast, literally. Yeah. I mean, it was, and some of it's nonsensical. That's like, you know, the America song, uh, Horse With No Name, yes. that was this yes. huge hit. For there ain't no one for to give you no pain. I mean, when you hear some of those <laughs> lyrics, you're like, okay, what are you, what are you talking what about? What were you there? taking? And sat on the roof, kicked <laughs> off the mo- You know, some of the yeah. stuff is just very simplistic. But holy cow, it's one of those songs. I can remember the first time I ever heard it. I'm like, I feel like I know this song. Well, that's the it's thing. so beautiful. And
0: so vivid. You know, yes. like sat on the roof, kicked off yes, the moss. You know, you I mean, you your, yeah. Exactly. You're picturing somebody's. The s- eyes.
1: Yours are the sweetest yeah. eyes I've ever seen. It's, yeah. Exactly. Very, very I mean, beautiful. so, you know,
0: such vividness. Speaking of Bernie, he actually has yes. an art show that is go- that's here now in Atlanta. It just opened a couple of weeks ago. It's called Bernie Toppin True American. It's on display here at the Bill Lowe Gallery in Buckhead through November 22nd. So if you happen to be in down. you want to go check it out, Go check it out. He apparently uses, you know, we got, we've got we gotten to talk to a lot of rock star artists yes. <laughs> the last couple of years. I was hoping
1: we could talk to him. I but know.
0: He was only doing like only doing one, one interview. interview, and it wasn't us, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to be in town does anyway. He know
1: what he's missing <laughs> yeah, out on. Yeah, no
0: kidding. He could have been on Two Girls Talking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, the, but one of the things that's so cool about talking to these other people is just learning the types of art that they're interested in and, and the, um, the types of equipment, if you will, that they use to create their art. Bernie uses a lot of found art and a lot of spray paint and a lot of uh, textured surfaces is his thing. And from looking at the pictures, because I haven't seen the pictures, they
1: guitars. I mean, they were like real guitar that in a Coca Cola bottle, and I was like, "That's interesting." And and you wonder about him. That is very telling about somebody to see what kind of art they are. That's very big. It's very bold. It's like, yes, wow, that doesn't seem like his persona does I know it. it doesn't maybe that's how he expresses very himself. cool that's stuff
0: how, that's how he gets it out rather than just writing songs quietly and handing the lyrics off to Elton maybe the yeah art, the art is the other channel but and it's this thing has toured around the country and it's probably you know going someplace after it is here but it is going to be here for
1: almost another month so you know definitely check it out and out. find out look it up because it may yes. be somewhere near you if you're not in the Atlanta area and you're listening to us but I think that's that's fascinating I'm about sure if you just
0: google Bernie Toppin
1: art gallery yeah. show or you'll something. be able to see some you'll of it it's it. cool but yeah. out, so Elton John, finishing this tour supposedly in December of 2020, going to be in Atlanta for two shows this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. The tickets are super pricey. so
0: <laughs> It's worth it, though. It's such a... Well, if you're
1: a huge fan, you have to just save your money and do it.
0: That's it. I mean, and it's such a thorough show. Of course, there are always going to be songs when you have a catalog that big that oh, he didn't play my favorite, whatever. But you know, he's got to play the top hits. I mean, he has to. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine going to see him on a farewell tour and he, no, you know, he not left, hearing the songs that you really? Yes. He left. Someone save my he life. Funeral floor friend, friend, right? Yes, they okay. have, Well, they did when I saw him. He did yeah. a funeral floor friend, and you know, when he came last year, I remember the week before the tour, the shows here. He had canceled a couple of dates earlier that week because he had an ear infection and we were worried that he was going to postpone. But I think because it was Atlanta, he was like, "Uh -uh, I got to play Atlanta. And he complained a lot that night about not being able to hear. But, you know, he sounded good. He sounded really good. But I guess, you know, they're going to be nights wherever you see him that he might not be 100 percent. He's not a young guy. That's why he's retiring from touring. It's a grueling schedule. They're actually heading over to Australia at the end of
1: November and they're going to be there for like six weeks and then coming back to the States and doing. They are coming back to the States. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, yeah, definitely look it up. You can. Check on his website and find out where he's going to be yes. when, but it, it's worth seeing for sure. I'm excited about seeing it this weekend. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Rocket Man, which it blows me away how many people haven't, I think people didn't want to see it because of the Queen. Yes, I agree. I think they, they were just like, it can't be that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people just don't maybe want to see the gay sexual style. It's just, it's so, it's so small. You know, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because that's what I heard from people. They were just kind of like, "Ah," I mean, it's
0: so insignificant to in the grand scheme of things. Not that it's not that's not that it's insignificant It's a huge part of his life, obviously. But but I thought it
1: was very tasteful. All of it It was totally it was totally
0: fine. It's part of his life story. I mean, you can't. And, you know, there was criticism about them sort of glossing over that in, in the Queen story, which I don't necessarily think they did, even, even though no, some people no. weren't happy but with think, that. But
1: I actually liked Rocket Man better as a movie than the Queen movie. I, I, I enjoyed it, too, more. I think it's yeah. because it's so creative. It's That's so it. ridiculously creative. That's it. And I thought that that guy—what's his name again? The Tara actor? Tara When I saw the previews, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, his voice doesn't saying, sound that like, oh, good. Oh, yeah, geez, I was like, holy singing. cow. <laughs> and I'm so glad that it was him, he was great, you don't even think twice about it. Yes. So do see the movie if you haven't seen it yet. It's really, really worth saying. It's I lovely. Think
0: creativity is the right word because the thing I didn't like about the Queen movie is that it felt very formulaic T V movie of the week story to me, whereas this takes things in a totally different direction in a fantastical way with some of those scenes,
1: um, like the that Rocket Man, it, bottom of the pool. When, yeah. <laughs> yes. And when he's walking down the hallway, when he's like, like in the just beginning. W- and then there are sequins popping yeah. off and he's wearing that feather hat. <laughs> right. I was just like, this is already brilliant. They're just yes. these. Yeah. It, it's just beautifully done. The same guy directed it, right? I believe it's the same director that they ended up using at the end of the Queen movie. But of course, he was on his Elton movie the whole time. Right. So. It's worth seeing. The book, I'm already thinking is fantastic. The book is great. And Rocketman is out on DVD, by the way. Oh, good. And if you
0: happen to be on a flight anytime soon that has movies on it, it's also showing on flights because I just watched it a couple weeks ago. There you go. So So it's all
1: about Elton right now, but it's certainly well worth it. And I think Elton would say it's always about Elton. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And check out that old podcast if you get a chance. I think it's from June 10th, but it's also episode 31 that we talked to Vicki. And you can find it where
0: all of our podcasts are, wherever you fine podcast that's right we love to get your feedback and hear from you two girls talking 11 at gmail.com number 11 or a facebook page two girls talking we as need well. to start posting
1: on our i facebook know page. we say that every week we really do you're the we're facebook person we're going to do it <laughs> yeah but you need to become the facebook I know, person. i know i know because you've got some pictures i want to see you with rick springfield in the ocean oh that's right i have yes, to find that yes, yes. you haven't you... forgotten about no, that no I, I have did. not that's like in <laughs> I my brain okay so have a great week
0: pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks